Welcome to Life in Perspective. It's season three, and you guys already know we are talking about defining moments. And I'm bringing my friends to the party. And this week, I'm excited because we got my brother, my twin. I mean, he is a giant in stature, but in posture, he is a servant. I mean, I'm excited. I'm honored that I got my bro here, Roosevelt Stewart, is in the building. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Bro, bro. I'm excited. I I don't even know where to begin. I mean, you are all over my timeline. I mean. Leading us into worship, yeah. you're preaching. I mean, whew, talk about a defining moment. How how does it feel? Every day I wake up and I'm like, Lord, how did we get here? <laughs> like, this is not in my plans. I was like, Lord, I was supposed to be on somebody's football team, <laughs> playing for the NFL, supposed to be playing for the LA Rams, living in LA now, and still not playing for it. But I'm like, Lord, how did we get here? He just has a way. Like, you know, it's just it's just never the way that we intended it. But I'm more at peace than I ever been in my life. Wow. I can really say that. No, I feel that. I feel I feel like I feel the same way. Yeah. I'm all like, what the heck is my life? Like, how do we get here? That is a question. <laughs> but I think like with both of us, I think the answer to that is following God. Yeah. It's like following God gets you to places that you never would have imagined, never would have dreamed of. Yeah. So where does it start? I mean, you you're from Florida. From Florida. Now you're living in LA. Yes. What has that journey been like for you? This journey, like I said, everyone has that, like, that plan to get out. Mm -hmm. You know, growing up in in Fort Myers, which is a very, you know, uh, impoverished area, it's a lot of crime. So the number one thing that all of us as kids thought about growing up is getting out. And I think everyone can, you know, uh, attest to that. And so being that I was 6'3 at 13, I was like, (laughs) okay, Lord, you already spoke very clear. (laughs) Football is my calling. And I enjoyed football. I enjoyed being athletic, but my heart had always loved, like, music. Mm -hmm. It always did. And, um, you know, once I grew up and and graduated, I was like, okay, it's time to go to school. Ready to go play football. And I got in an accident and and, um, injured my back. Bulging disc, uh, uh, ruptured disc. And lost the opportunity for the scholarship because it was a walk-on opportunity. So I'm like, Lord, my life is over. Wow. You know what I mean? And I remember God saying, if you remember to take care of my house, I'll take care of you. Wow. And I didn't know what that meant because that didn't make sense to me. (laughs) So I was like, okay, well, what does that look like? You know, (laughs) all I know how to do is play a keyboard. I was a drummer and, and, and just like literally following the Holy Spirit, like, literally teaching me how to play like I didn't learn from anybody the Holy Spirit literally taught me how to play keyboard taught me how to play these instruments and I just fell in love with music and um I just never thought that there was a voice that was in me because all my family are singers right Mm -hmm. so I'm like there's no way that singing is on the the docket for me (laughs) but I'll never forget I was playing for this conference this lady did not know me from a can of paint she was like the Lord just told me to tell you um as amazing you are with your hands, that's not your strongest language. Wow. And she's like, I want you to start opening your mouth more. And that thing just broke me. I was 19 and just followed the Lord to a small church called Mount Hermon and started being a worship leader there. And I didn't know what it looked like. I had no frame of reference. <laughs> I, I, there was no YouTube at that time. Wow. That was like, so I was literally like following God all throughout the years. And then just fast forward to like 2018, 
I get a call that I thought was Sally May calling me for student loans. <laughs> and I ignored it. You said, nah, I can't. I I'm can't. Like, no. Sally, I ain't got I'm it. Like, I, I ain't got, got it. it, Sally. I don't have it. I don't have it right now. Call me back later. And it was a it was a it was a voicemail by Pastor Torre Roberts. And I was like, He's like, so how you got my number? Right. How did he get my number? And so um um he invited me to come to Denver and just lead worship for a few Sundays. And uh, the second time that I led, he just called me and said, listen, we had a whole system um, prepared to, you know, um, really vet some artists, leader, worship leaders, and, and everyone can't stop talking about you. So before we even do that, we just want to ask, were you available to even consider coming out here? And he gave me the option to either, like, stay in in Florida and fly back and forth. But God had told me, if you're going to change a region, you need to stand yeah. in the region. And so <sighs> I made the decision to literally uproot my life. And everything I knew, I didn't, I didn't, know, listen, I don't even believe in finding planes, mind you. So I, 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 wow. I don't have no fear of heights. <laughs> it's just to put my life in somebody's <laughs> hand that I don't know your name. I don't know if you got family. I'm like, look, we don't play these games, Brenda. So to be flying now all over the place and to, to uproot my life to Denver, it's literally been like, God is like, leave your home, leave your country wow. and go to a land that I'll show you. You know, I always call you my twin because I just feel like we experience life so, like, it's so similar. Like, yeah. I moved to L.A. in 2018 with with nothing. I mean, you at least got a call. I, I, the Lord called me. <laughs> that was the only call I had. Um, but I love what your, like, your story that you're sharing is really, it's loaded. Yeah. To hear, like, oh, my family... They were the singers. I never considered that to be me. Yeah. And then God starts raising you up and yeah. teaching you how to play instruments. It's literally the story of David. Like, bro, it's literally David's story. That's what it's me all modern the time. day David. I'm all like, does oh he hear goodness. the similarities? Yeah. Like, where like everybody else would discount you in that area yeah. because of what you look like, right? Yeah. You like instantly in a black family yeah. child. You a rapper or sports? Okay, <laughs> go and get a football. Listen, okay, and you it was giving. Go yeah. get a football. Go yeah. get something like you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And so, for people to not really see it, but for God to like put you in a position where you don't really have another choice but to lean on what He's doing. It's like yeah. He eliminated any other option other than the one that He had purpose for you. Yeah. And it's amazing yeah. to like hear that and see where you are now. Like you are. I mean. You literally play from heaven, but that explains why. Because <laughs> the Lord said, here, you can have this. Yeah. You know, like, I've been in spaces and environments with you where I've seen you change. I mean, I probably can speak for a lot of us during the pandemic. You yeah. got us through. Wow. Because it's an entire production team coming together to create, you know, content for people to be able to make it through the pandemic. All the while, like, we needed to be poured into. Yeah. And I can remember moments where you would be like, get off the camera, yeah. stop rolling, and yeah. this is your moment, this is wow. for you. And so I feel like you carry God's heart, yeah. but I've been, like, I've been able to receive directly from you. Because wow. I know there were moments where I'm like, Lord, I don't know if I'm going to make it. Man. And you would be able to sense that in the room and go, hey, I know this is production, but no, this yeah. is a moment that God came to visit with you. Yeah. And I feel like you do that in music, period. Yeah. When you preach, it always feels like it is directly from God. Wow. And that is a gift, because yeah. everybody doesn't have that. I'm going to tell you, the, the pandemic was a defining moment, honestly, yeah. for me. I think... Had it not been for the way that God brought me through 
growing up, I would have never been able to be a blessing to you and so mm -hmm. many others in the pandemic because the pandemic was a moment for the whole world to see how me and God got through in my closet time. Mm -hmm. And so he was like, I, I hope you're comfortable, Roosevelt, because this time I want the whole world to see what your worship looked yeah. like when there was nobody in the room, when your lights were off, when you had no food in your refrigerator, when your, your, there was an eviction notice on your door and all you had was a keyboard made with batteries that you were freezing the battery at somebody, <laughs> else's, at somebody else's freezer wow. and put it back in and play. That's all you did at night because that's all that was the light was in the room was literally this keyboard with batteries. That That's how I met Brunus with the same keyboard. He, <laughs> he thought I was a joke. He's like, you really brought this keyboard to try to play at a, at a conference? That's another conversation. But <laughs> but it, it was those moments like Dave, like David in the field yeah. that prepared him for Goliath. And I think the pandemic was a giant that none of us was prepared for. But it was the time that we spent in the field that really fortified us. No, yeah. for sure. A hundred percent. Because that's yeah. kind of how I felt like we were we created our own little bubble. Yeah. But it was like God knew we needed that yeah. bubble because I cannot imagine what I would have done if I didn't have to go to that church every day. Like <laughs> I would have been losing it. Yeah. It was like we had something. To, and, you know, we probably ain't love it. Yeah. But I can remember there was this moment we had like everybody broke down in the room. Yeah. Oh. And PT finally says, it's okay for y'all to cry. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, we all cried together collectively. <laughs> like, this is too much. Because I think we were going. We yeah. didn't even realize what we were in the middle of until it, we just couldn't take it anymore. Yeah. But I love what you're saying because I think there are moments in our life that prepare us, um, not just for what we will walk through, but what we are also called to help others walk through. Yeah. And to hear you talk about, like, being without, I have this, like, thing that I always think about is like sometimes our pain and our trauma creates a persona for us mm. like in a sense of because I've dealt with this it builds me into a person that may not necessarily be me yeah. like because I don't want to experience that anymore yeah. I don't want to ever walk through that so I create a persona yeah. to make sure I never have to walk through those things again 100% so being without and now having yeah. how are you navigating that well, I will say this. Um, I think what has always kept me at a level playing set is like God has put me in front of like amazing people that have amazing things. But there's something in my heart that doesn't forget the field. Mm -hmm. There's things about we used to feel like having was almost like a dis like a dis a disrespect to where we come from. For sure. And I used to did not want to share what God did for me because I felt like because my family didn't experience that and because they haven't walked into that, I felt like in a way that it would be discouraging. I felt that in a way it would be disrespectful. I thought that in a way that some people would feel that I, I sold out or something, you know. Mm -hmm. But I want to use my life and the people that have come into my life that that inspired me to keep going is to, I want to inspire others that come from where I come from. And I think like there's a way that you can still acknowledge what God is doing for you now, but don't get so caught up to that becomes your motor, mm -hmm. not just, just your motive, but your motor. Like some people don't leave the room unless there's a contract for a certain amount of dollars. Like yeah. I never want to lose the heart. That's like, God, this is your house. Mm -hmm. And that's why he always said, if you take care of my house, I'll take care of you. I never lose that algorithm that God, this is your house. So it doesn't matter what, they're offering me it doesn't matter if they have a, a, an honorarium it doesn't matter if they're paying me this is your house I'm gonna take care of it yeah. now on the other side of that he's never not taking care of me like I could really say I've never seen the righteous for same like same. I could truly say that <laughs> and it's just like I'm doing things that typically 
and where I come from doesn't even make sense that mm -hmm. provision would even happen for you. But that's how you know it's God. Yeah. But even with all of that, I always say this prayer, this little insider between me and God. I'm like, God, no matter how high you take me, I'm going to always love peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. <laughs> and I'm always going to drink me a Capri Sun. That's just my way of saying, Lord, I will not forget where I come from. That's me all the way, all the way. I like jelly sandwiches. Jelly sandwiches? Because sometimes the peanut butter, I just don't really like peanut oh, butter Lord, that much. Oh, Lord, girl. So I like jelly sandwiches. Okay. Jelly. We'll, we'll keep jelly on your side, but I need peanut butter. I need Peter Pan or Jif, specifically Jif. Lord, a if crunchy you gotta... or smooth? No, smooth. Okay, I was just making sure. No, some people like crunchy. I hate mm -hmm. the. Come out from it's among like, them. I'm, I'm be traumatized. Mm -hmm. <laughs> not be separated. God is calling us a holiness. And peanut butter with peanuts, and it is not holy. It's not. It's not. It's holy. like why am I crunching something that's supposed to be smooth? <laughs> it doesn't holy. make any sense. Butter. butter. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Smooth, and then it be putting holes in your bread. Right. I'm, I'm like, like, why did you buy this? Why what? You, how do you spread that on bread? I know we're going to cause an uproar, but how are you going to spread bread? How you spread that on your bread and not expect it to look like no, it's it went really through? bad. Well, yeah. okay, wait. It's a little sidebar. Do you put sugar on your grits? Yes, I yes, put sugar on yes. Grits. Sugar goes on grits. Sugar, sugar goes, goes on grits. That's, on grits. We can end the conversation right there Listen, because sugar goes on grits. I don't know. I don't right. know where they've been, but I don't sugar has always gone on grits. I, how are you eating it without? I don't, I, Listen, it's bland. It's, it's like what? Bland. Mm -mm, we don't yeah, like that. We don't eat that. Okay, no. So I'm sorry. Back to the conversation. I have ADD, so here we are. It's my podcast. Yeah. <laughs> sugar on grits. Sugar on just grits. So you know, that's the new um, title. New title. No. Okay. So. I love everything that you said. The other, I have a question about that because yeah. when sometimes when God does a thing for you and it feels instant, it mm -hmm. feels like even though we know we put the work in, yeah. it feels like you walked into a door that you have been working for for so long, but it happened so quickly. Yeah. I sometimes find myself feeling like, dang, like, do I deserve to be here? Mm. Like, and it's it's not like self-deprecating. It's yeah. just like I feel like God has walked me into some big doors yeah. without like <laughs> I'm like, whoa, we going straight here. Yep, you know? Right here. Right here. You know what? Like the first conference I ever spoke on for real yeah. was Woman Evolve. Wow. With like with like Dr. Anita yeah. and Don Cherie and yeah. Core Jakes. And yeah. I'm all like, I'm for sure y'all got the wrong number. What are y'all? For sure, it wasn't me. I was just trying to volunteer for the little Zoom room, you know, <laughs> hang out with the hella, hang out with the delegation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. And so sometimes it feels like, man, got you sure? Yeah. Me. Yeah. You know, like, and how are you dealing with those moments where you ask, like, are you sure? You sure you want me? And how are you still showing up beyond feeling like that? Woo. That's a. That's a very packed question <laughs> and i'm just call you lady david too because it's the same thing like i say i hear this all the time i'll never forget like that i always talk about this supernatural speed like there's a scripture yeah. there in uh songs where it talks about the lord broadening your steps and and what that means is like that's that there's a stride that's different than human ability 100 percent. and it causes you to cover ground quicker quicker than anyone with just natural talent can mm -hmm. uh, can accomplish and that's what I, my life and i hear your life is just like what it's been because to wind up in a place where everyone has their set like i'm gonna do this they have their vision board and those things are great but i can say that my life had nothing to do with my vision board had nothing to do with my plan because there are people who have 
had way more experience, yeah. had way more uh, practice time, had way more of a more impressive resume. I didn't even have a resume. I'm like, wait a minute, you calling me? I have not done any of the things that I know the people that are above me are doing. But that's what it looks like when God has broadened your steps. Like that's my one of my favorite scriptures in Psalms talks about like broadening your steps. So it's really just showing you like your stride goes beyond the natural, like anybody's ability, if that's not what gets you there. Yeah. And so what I mean by that is like, it's amazing that I'm in these places. And the one thing that a humble, like a person with humility, like yourself and myself, one thing we don't realize is sometimes we ask ourselves, do we deserve it? And it causes us to shrink. For sure. But the reason why we're shrinking is because we think we have something to do yep. with it. The only time that we can truly be unapologetically ourselves is when we allow the great one to be great in yeah. us and unapologetically show up in the room and do what got us here. Just being yielded. Yeah. It's not our ability, not our, ta our talent. It's our ability to say, here I am. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's so real yeah. because <laughs> to your point, it's like, I f it is a grace. Yeah. And I feel like I find myself, there's a scripture I love in first Corinthians. It's one in nine. And yeah. it literally says, God will do this. He is faithful to do what he said he would do. He's just inviting you into partnership. Yeah. And that scripture, before I step on any platform, that is, I'm reminding myself yeah. that. It's like, it's not on me. Because yeah. I actually don't have the ability to be up here. I, I don't know how words come together, okay? <laughs> I, I mean, I know subject verb agreement, but yeah. <laughs> with, with thousands of people watching, oh, I'm all, I'm like, I literally have to always go back and watch because it's yeah. not me. No one would never know this, but I am legit an introvert. Like a For sure, I can confirm that. Okay, an he introvert. is an introvert. Talking right. to people is I'm like Lord. He's why? like shrinking. He's like, oh my gosh, get me out of here. He can't take it. When it's over, I'll be like, <laughs> woo, drained. All right, guys, <laughs> gonna go home. And it's the people that want to like talk to you about what yes. you said. You are like, I said that. You said, wow, the Lord is good. <laughs> I, I know I'm an extroverted introvert. Yeah. So I have a personality that makes you think I really, but I don't. I, I'm, ti I'm tired. Listen. No. Okay. If I'm out, I'm out. Yeah. But then I got a limit. And yeah. then when I'm done, I'm done. Gone. And then I'm done for three days <laughs> to recover. I'm for real. I'm in. I'm, I don't want to talk to nobody. Don't call. Yes. Like, I can't. So it, I, I understand. I Why understand. does the Lord do that? Because because it is not about us. I will go as far as say Jesus might have been introvert. After he would heal people, he would just do something <laughs> like, and go up on the mountain and nobody He's like, can you take me across? And he put the disciples on the boat by themselves. Hey, go over I'll there. meet you over there. <laughs> I just, I'll perform a miracle later. Just he go, said, please. Go, I need time. Yeah. He said, I'm going to take you up the mountain, <laughs> but stay right here. Yeah. Stay, stay right, right here. He's like, I moment. need space. I need yeah. space. No, that is, it's so true. I feel like when you have a grace and when, it's like God put you there. Yeah. So there's nothing you could do to earn it like it's that is the grace of God yeah. when he puts you in a position and I feel like to your point like I think Ty was just asking me the other day he was like you knew Brenda I was like no I did not know and when somebody would call me pastor I yeah. never at never even when I would say no yeah. I never equated it to preaching or being mm -hmm. able to travel around the world and yeah. preach for sure no wow. and and I, I still am shocked every time like Lord you sure me me I, I went to a predominantly white church and I taught them both of them and I spelled it for them. <laughs> Say it again. I said people. both of them. I was I was talking about armrests, and I was yeah. like, they both mine. I was like both of them, and then I was, and then I thought about what oh, I said and who I said it to, and then I was like, 
<laughs> Bofum. B O F F U M. Bofum. It means both of them. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what is happening? <laughs> but I feel like it is like authenticity yes. is just what it grabs people. Yes. People just want to know they can be real yeah. and people respect you when you are real. 100%. And I feel like that is what I get from your ministry yeah. and your life is like at its core, you just going to be yourself. Yeah. You're going to pull up. You, you done had the locks for yeah. a minute. You me. know, you just going to pull up. Listen. And, and, and the pandemic you had on your flip flops. Listen. Hmm? Listen. You was just here. It's just me. You was just here. It's me. Yeah. But people connect with that. Yeah. And I think like what I hope people grab from our conversation is like, man, Nobody, including yourself, should make you feel like you don't belong where you are. Yeah. Because if God has called you there, yeah. he'll not only equip you for it, yeah. but he'll blow your mind. Yeah, 100%. Blow your mind. A hundred. <laughs> you, you are not ready. If everybody watching this, you are not ready. Just say yes. Just say there is so much on the other side of yes. And you said something that really struck me. Like, there was a time that I felt like I couldn't be myself. Being mm -hmm. a black man, a big black man, there's just always been like it's not the safest place. Yeah. Um, in the workplace, in the professional world, in the industry, it just seemed like it wasn't safe to be a black man. And God says, if there was a problem with the way that you are, I wouldn't have made you this For way. For sure. And so I had to really walk through the pandemic even helped me to walk through saying that without the illusion of you winning, yeah, what does Roe look like? That's who I want to use. For sure. And I just, I even see that with you. Just you, listen, this is how I speak. This is how I move. You know, it doesn't mean that you're not swaggy yeah. and killing it, but it's just who you are. Like God wants to use that and not who you pretend and to be. And it is for sure, God, because um, <clears throat> I would have never chosen to get on a platform and use slang. <laughs> it just wouldn't have, it's not my go-to. I actually yeah. can speak very proper if I need to. I know yeah. how to code switch. Listen. And and that, if any room I needed to code switch, it would have been that one. It would have been that and one. And God said, Give me that. <laughs> and the first time I remember talking to my mom, she said, wow, you, you're comfortable. Yeah. You know, I shaved the size of my head. Yeah. I would have never done that. Yeah. I would have never done that. I feel like God was like, let me show you who you are yeah. and like what this space needs. And I remember us having that conversation during the pandemic too. You would yeah. be like, I'm like, bro, go for it. You like, you sure? You sure? I'm like, <laughs> who you are? Yeah. Is what this room needs. Wow. Who you are yeah. is what the world needs to see. In the middle of a pandemic, we need you at your core in yeah. your most authentic space. We need that. And yeah. that's to anybody, because I know we can get in spaces, especially if we feel like we don't deserve yeah. to be there. 100%. Then we like, where who do I need to be? And yep. I, I find myself doing that in normal interactions because yeah. social media is whew, okay. It makes it's you feel like lot. you can only post wins. Wins Listen. and wins only. Ain't nobody posting, hey, I got pulled over today, got a ticket, you know, took an L Listen. today. I was speeding. It was my fault. No one does that. No, but I be trying to do that. I'm like, y'all, today was rough. You know what I'm saying? I struggle, all right? Yes. Kim, my makeup artist, be yeah. mad at me because I be on there with my eyebrows looking. I'm, this is who I am on a normal basis, okay? Listen. This is just who I am. Listen. But sometimes I feel like I'm also super giddy. Yeah. But sometimes I don't want to be that. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like, okay, who I need to be... In this yeah. room, that could be tiring. Yeah. And I think at the core, God just wants us to be ourselves. Yeah. However we are in that yeah. moment, like 100%. it's okay. Yeah. And I feel like at your core of you being authentic, God yeah. will use it. Yeah. When did you, when did you, question for you, when did you tap into you? that moment of, yeah, when did you, that's my <laughs> word. When did you uh, tap into that moment where you really fell in love with your authenticity? Can you remember it? I can't, I don't know. I feel like 
ah, I feel like it had, I don't know. I think it comes in stages, yeah, gotcha. you know, like, cause I feel like there was a layer at one mm -hmm. because I started like being on the camera. And earlier when I said like our pain creates a persona, mine created one that was, I was inside myself. Yeah. So I moved to, to LA after this traumatic experience and I just, I didn't want to be who I was. Mm. Like, I was extreme extrovert. I was always happy, always, I love to yeah. kick it. I went completely inside myself. At mm. one, I would sit on the front row because I could dash out that little door right there and not talk to nobody, okay? Yeah. And I would sit, because, you know, before they opened the doors, yeah. I would, like, talk on the phone so I wouldn't have to meet people. Yeah. I went completely inside myself. Like, wow. I didn't want to do nothing. I didn't want to meet nobody. I was living with my friend, and he yeah. was like, hey, let's go make this thing. I was like, no, I don't want to create anything because <laughs> the, last, the last memory of creating was in a space that hurt me. Mm. So it was like I completely shut down. Wow. And then I feel like I went on this journey and probably my podcast. Yeah. I think wow. as much as it would have, as much as it has impacted people's lives, it saved mine. Because I I didn't want to do this. Yeah. Especially when God said, hey, the first one is your story. I'm like, yeah. oh, no, it's not. Wow. <laughs> we're, taking, we're taking that wow. one to the grave. <laughs> and then... I shared I shared it from the most authentic place yeah. and just said, man, this is what I went through. This is how God got me through it. Yeah. And then each week, and then three episodes later, I was crying because right. that release of that podcast ruined my life as I knew it. Mm. I lost friends. I yeah. lost family because wow. here's the truth. Here's the truth. You know? And so I feel like the podcast helped me with that because yeah. week after week, I wasn't creating no notes or no yeah. structure. It was, here's what I'm going through this week, and this yeah. is what I feel like God's teaching me. Yeah. And so I feel like life and perspective helped me to embrace it because I wow. recognized people needed that. People yeah. needed my truth. And every week I would get a message like, girl, I feel like you living your life for me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and so I feel like that helped me. That taught me that yeah. like people actually just want Brenda. Yeah. Wherever, whatever space she in, 100%. up, down, <laughs> sad, yeah. happy. Like that. I think at the core, and every time like, People who like are speaking as well, yeah. and they'll see me speak. They're like, "Man, you helped me know I could be myself." Yeah. It's like, yeah, because God wants to use yeah. you, like the you He you. created you to be, not this version of yourself yeah. that you feel like is acceptable to people. Yeah. And so I would say, like, dang, three years ago I started a podcast wow. in my closet in my studio apartment, yeah. and that saved my life, yeah. and also helped me embrace who God like created me to be. Yeah, I love that twin. <sighs> like I switched it, like I'm the host. You, <laughs> you know did. That? That's it's life in perspective. <laughs> We're we, you. You can ask a question. You know, I just had to ask a question. Yeah. All right, yeah. okay. In a Roosevelt fashion, we gotta go because that's that's what you are. We gotta I, go. We gotta go. We gotta I'm, go. Like, I'm always like, bro, where are you going? And who Listen, is telling you that it's time to go? <laughs> the Lord is telling me when He hovered down there he said, and He come to visit. He be telling me, hey, I can't stay long. Said, hey, we gotta, gotta go. We gotta this go. This is just a visit. Yeah, this is, I'm not dwelling. I'm just visiting. Listen, I'm gonna drop a two piece and I'm out of here. So I say we gotta go. I'm weak. Okay, last question. Yeah. What has your relationship with Jesus taught you about you? Man. Um, be willing to make something out of nothing always. Mm. Like, I think we look at the things that we don't have as deficiencies, but they're literally advantages. Everywhere that you look from in the natural world, from the biblical perspective, so many great things have started from nothing. Yeah. And I think sometimes we always talk about what we don't have. I wish I could start this business, but I don't have the money. 
Start it now. Yeah. Do it now. Write the book now. Start the podcast now, because the the harvest of the millions of lives you're gonna encha- that you're gonna change and impact started from you starting with just the area in your studio, sure. starting with just a microphone and a story to tell. Those are all seeds, mm-hmm. and I think like if we could just find the beauty in nothing, we will start to look at everything as an opportunity instead of a disadvantage. That's truly like. Following Jesus is what that's taught me about me. Falling in love with nothing. My entire life is starting from nothing. Wow. Without the father, without a home. I never had my own place to live until, like, a place that was mine. We shared homes everywhere I lived growing up. I didn't stay in the same school for more than a year. I know what it's like to live in a car. Wow. A car. I know what it's like to sleep in the back of a U-Haul that don't belong to you. I know that. But that all started, that was the that was the birthing place. That was the garden place of what God wanted to bring a heart side of so i would just say always be willing to make something out of nothing sheesh you better yeah. preach a oh, word oh. you better preach a word listen my life is a word <laughs> hallelujah i'm just kidding i'm kidding, kidding, kidding. oh so weak <laughs> okay no would you be willing to pray yeah yeah no, right I, into that i would love to father i just thank you we just thank you thank you for this platform an opportunity to share your grace your mercy the things that we feel that we don't deserve, but you just freely give to us. And there may be someone watching right now that seems to feel like they don't have anything. I pray that they would just begin to look through your lenses, that when they see nothing, it is an opportunity for anything to happen. I pray that you would give them the boldness, the courage to start the vision, start the song, start the book, start the the, the script, whatever it is that you've put in their heart that they feel they don't have enough to start with. Let them know that nothing is all they need for you to do anything in their lives. And so we just believe you that this podcast, this moment, this opportunity that we've shared in conversation will literally change the world because it'll get everyone moving and sowing into the world so that your goodness and your grace and your blessings that you have for the earth can be seen by everyone. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I love you, twin. Love you, twin. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Thank you. Y'all, make sure you follow Roosevelt Stewart. You see his stuff on the screen. Thank you for being with us at Life in Perspective. Subscribe, follow, all the things. We'll be right back here next week. We out. <laughs>